Unbreakable Dad Podcast, episode 17. Five ways to make progress without tracking calories. Let's go! I'm going to be talking about nutrition because I don't know about you. Nutrition is something that is hugely overcomplicated and it's a huge talking topic all the time um, inside the Unbreakable Dad program. Uh, we've recently brought in a brand new uh, nutrition system specifically for this to give the guys uh, complete clarity over exactly what they need to be focusing on. Uh, but if you go into any Google search <laughs> about nutrition, any information, you'll find so many different versions of it. And uh, yeah, I could literally be here all night talking to you about different things that you can be doing with regards to nutrition. But what I've decided to do is focus on something which I think is really important because as dads we don't have a huge amount of time we don't have a, a huge amount um to be able sometimes to give to our health and fitness and we need it to be simple that's the whole focus of what i do we need it to be simple we need it to be um able to fit in with what we do um and when it comes to nutrition and specifically tracking calories and um, understanding the numbers and calorie deficit all these different things Although there's nothing wrong with that, um, it can be very, very overwhelming and confusing a lot of the time. So tonight I decided that I'm going to go through five simple things that you can do to make progress and stay on track with your nutrition, but without tracking your calories. Now, this is I just want to say this straight away. This is not me saying that tracking your calories is bad or you shouldn't be doing it because calorie awareness is so important. That's the most, most important thing when it comes to um, your nutrition, awareness of how much, how many calories or the amount of, it, amount of food that you're actually con consuming. And um, I personally uh, track my calories. I don't do it um, consistently because I don't need to. I've built up the habit that I kind of know uh, how many calories I'm consuming because I eat the similar sort of things each day anyway. Um, but if I want to really rein things in, or tighten up uh, my nutrition a little bit, I will always revert back to tracking calories. Uh, but I also have some strong foundational habits in place to allow me to not have to track all the time. And that's what I want to talk you through tonight. And these are simple things. Every single one of you watching this or listening back on the podcast or listening back to this on the live, um, you can implement. And if you're someone that is just so overwhelmed, confused right now, as we're into, uh, coming to the end of January, maybe you've even tried a few different things when it comes to nutrition this year and just trying you're trying to handle different things and you still haven't kind of nailed down what you feel like is going to be the best option for you then these five things are something that i promise you if you be consistent with you're not going to go far wrong when it comes to nutrition there's always going to be developments there's always going to be things that you can add in and again this is why within the unbreakable dad program we bought in a specific nutrition system um, to be able to work through um, each individual of where they're at, where their understanding is, um, so they know exactly uh, what their focus point is, rather than trying to work it out and trying to get confused about what it is. Uh, let's get a few more waves in on Instagram over here uh, for the guys that are in. Um, and like I said, 
there is nothing wrong with tracking calories. Tracking calories is, um, is definitely a great tool to bring a level of awareness. And also, especially if your goal is looking to lose weight, um, the, the, the saying is, and the, 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 um, the, the reality is, and the fact is, that for, for you to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit. Now, that is all well and good, and there's obviously a lot of awareness about that, and there's a lot of information about being in a calorie deficit, the importance of that, if that's what you want to do, you want to be able to lose weight. But I think what's sometimes very easy to get confused with is you see all these things now on the internet and social media, and you think, see things like calorie deficit, and you go, right, yeah, now I understand what I need to do. But sometimes you don't actually fully understand what that actually means or what it looks like in a tangible way. I'd love you to drop a quick thumbs up if you kind of can relate to that. These things get thrown around with nutrition and you start to you start to find your way a little bit. But then, you know, especially when it comes to a calorie deficit, like that is the simplest form. But for the majority of people, it still is. Well, what does that actually mean? What does that actually look like? And then when it comes to tracking calories, a lot of the time, for a lot of guys, when you're busy, when you've got lots going on, we have got lots of responsibilities, it can become a bit of a chore. And then sometimes it can create a huge amount of confusion because of the numbers and the different things and the carbs, the fats, the proteins, the uh, sugar, the fiber intake. And it's like, what am I focusing on here? So that for me is like why it's not all about having to track your calories. Yes, it's an incredibly powerful tool. And if you can do it and you can nail it and you can be consistent with it, you are going to make some fantastic progress. But there is other ways to do this. And that's why inside the um, Inbreakable Dad program uh, over the course of this month, we actually did a little bit of a nutrition audit with the guys. And basically what that kind of told them is their, under, their, their understanding behind nutrition. And what that then allowed me to do is allowed them to uh, give them the, uh, the resources and the things that they need to focus on based off where that understanding was. So one of the questions was, how well do you know about, do you actually know what a calorie deficit is? Like one, uh, being not at all. Five, you know, you completely understand it and you can explain it to absolutely everyone and you know exactly what you're doing with that. And there's a load of other questions that we asked them to basically give them an understanding of right, where their knowledge is when it comes to nutrition. And then based off that, they then were able to uh, fit into the system that we have um, to be able to specifically focus on the area that they are going to be able to be consistent with and ultimately get the results that they want. And what I'm going to do here, and as I'm feeling very generous, if any of you that are watching now or listening to this back, if you would like me to walk you through the audit, the exact audit I went through with the guys inside the program, when it comes to your nutrition, to give you an understanding of where your knowledge of nutrition is. And this is not a test, this is just simply so you can fit in where it is that you should be focusing on and what it is that you should be focusing on when it comes specifically to your nutrition. If you'd like me to go through this with you, off the back of this, or when you listen to this, just drop me a quick message with the word audit and we can get something sorted for you and we can kind of go through this audit um, together and then get you a little bit more clarity behind nutrition. That's just something I wanted to throw in uh, for those of you that have uh, given up your time to listen or tune in right now. And what we then do um, for the guys in the program is we then go, right, some guys uh, don't even focus on calories to begin with. We focus on uh, giving them some nutrition guidance and meal, um, some meal guidance, not necessarily a meal plan, like follow everything to the T, but just giving them some ideas around um, the, the, some meal intake, uh, some, some uh, meal ideas uh, and some structure to the day and kind of just focusing on uh, bringing a little bit more control and looking at portion sizes. Then we start to look at calorie awareness. Then we start to look at right the protein intake uh, and then we can go to like food quality. So there's lots of different stages 
pages to this. Um, and that's why for me, it's about simplifying it and looking at where it is that you guys uh, need to be. And like I said, if you want to go through that audit with myself, it'd be really, really simple. Uh, and hopefully off the back of that, for anyone that wants it, it's completely free. Um, you'll be able to get so much more understanding of like, right, all the noise, all the things that come with nutrition, and these are the things now I need to focus on, which ultimately are going to serve me with the time that I have, with the goals that I have, um, and um, how then you can start to be consistent with it. So, on top of that, tonight I'm going to go through five things that you can implement, like I said, that um, you don't need to track calories. And these are things that you can literally go away and start tomorrow. Simple as that. And they're nothing complicated as I like to put across on these, so you can literally take them and plug in straight away. So let's dive into the first strategy and the first thing that you can focus on when it comes to making progress, staying on track with your nutrition without tracking calories. And that, number one, is to set some meal times. This might be difficult for some of you, but depending on obviously your work schedule and what your day looks like, but if you can, with your main meals, eat in and around the same sort of time each and every day, it will make your life so much easier. And the reason for that is when it comes to your hunger hormones, it will stabilize them throughout the day because you'll condition your body to eating at certain times. So for me personally, I have three main meals across the day and I eat in and around the same time each and every day. Like I said, for some of you, it might not be possible and that's absolutely fine. But when it comes to your evening meal or your breakfast or whatever it is that you're having across the day, try and have the main meals in and around the same sort of time. If it's in and around an hour, whatever it is, then that's fine. But if you can condition yourself to getting used to eating at similar times, that's gonna really help when it comes to, as I said, internally and the hunger hormones and being able to manage your, your hunger across the day. Um, but then secondly, actually when it comes to a routine and a habit and a structure across the day, you start to then be able to base your day around the times that you're going to be eating. So no matter where you are, and this is the same for me, like at the weekend, it's a little bit more flexible, but Monday to Friday, I have an idea of where I'm going to be eating and what it is. Like my breakfast is always in and around seven, half seven. Uh, that's usually after I've trained. My uh, lunch is anywhere between 12 and one and my um, dinner is always between six and seven so I know no matter what's going on with my schedule I know I'm going to be in around about the same sort of time and it helps so much I do have uh, bits in between little snacks in between um, to keep me going but I have my main sort of calories and main meal um, in and around the same sort of time so that's number one set some meal times and try and stick to them as best as you can when it comes to your main meals number two protein and filler foods what I mean by this is first and foremost with each of your main meals try and consume a source of protein with each of their main meals. There's multiple benefits when it comes to increasing your protein intake, one of them being increasing overall satiety levels, so in, in managing your hunger. Uh, and if you can get it in with each one of your main meals, then it will really benefit you, um, as along with the other benefits that come with it, the health benefits, helping you recover, especially if you're um, doing some weight training, that is definitely going to be something that will uh, help when it comes to the recovery process. Um, and what I mean by filler foods is, foods that ultimately are higher in volume higher in volume and lower in calories. And these are things like your fruit and veg. These are things that um, you know don't require, have a huge amount of calories in them, but by adding them into your main meals, they're going to fill out that meal so you're actually gonna feel fuller for longer. And this is again, why I call them filler foods, is they're almost not, I don't even like using the, the phrase free foods, um, but you can get away with a lot of them um, because they're lower in calories. 
and they're going to make you feel more satisfied. They're going to make you feel fuller for longer, which is why if you can fill the main meals out with a lot of this stuff, and this is something that we've been uh, getting a lot of the guys in the program to do now to focus on the food quality choices that they're making, um, it's going to really help when it comes to just overall satiety and how then you are feeling off the back of these meals. So that's number two. Increase your protein intake, get in some sort of protein uh, source in with each and every of your main meals, whether that's two, whether that's three, whatever that is. Um, and focus on the filler foods, you, your good quality vegetables, your good quality um, fruits, you know, simple things that you can throw in, which are going to fill up that um, meal, increase the overall volume without causing a huge dent in your overall intake for the day. Number three, kind of following on from that, is then to focus on an 80-20 principle. You might have heard of this, you might not have heard of this. Uh, and this is very simply, over the course of a week, this is the, I like to look at this over the course of a week, um, is to have 80% of your intake across the week with good quality single ingredient food. So this is a good quality um, sources of protein, good quality sources of uh, carbohydrates and uh, healthy fats as well. 80% of your intake across the, uh, I've just hit my step, step target by, by the way, just by standing here. This is why I like to stand up and deliver like this. You get these extra few steps. 80% um, of your intake across the uh, week um, should be good quality foods. And the 20%, remaining 20%, that is where you're going to give you that, give you that little bit of flexibility, allow for things that you enjoy. And that's something that, uh, again, can be factored in over the course of the weekend and it's just about you know if you've followed me for a long long time you'll know one of my phrases phrases when it comes to nutrition is moderation everything in moderation you can have anything you want in moderation there's no such thing as good or bad foods but if you can get into the habit of looking at your week as an overview and go okay my intake across the week, 80% good quality foods, uh, high, in, high in volume, good sources of protein, things I've just mentioned there, uh, and 20% allows for that little bit of give, the things that you enjoy, because you've got to have that in. This is not about being super strict, this is not about uh, being on a diet of any extreme, and um, it's simply about creating a balance, and that's one of the hardest things to do, but it's a great way to look at it over the course of a week. So that's number three, an 80-20 principle. When you look back at over the course of the week, um, and this is why, you know, whether, you know, this is not about tracking calories, but even if you, um, for, for a period of time, this is what I get some of the guys to do, is just literally write down each day the kind of things that you've had, like do a little bit of a food diary but without worrying about the numbers, and actually create a little bit of awareness of it. And um, that then almost takes the confusion away of like the numbers and all that sort of stuff as well. So um, there's different ways that you can do this and it's hard sometimes to actually tangibly look at this uh, as to what 80% could look like, especially when you get to the weekend and just want to enjoy yourself. But as always, it's just about understanding there's a balance to everything. For me, my intake, my actual calorie intake when I work it out, isn't huge Monday to Friday. Like it's, you know, it's in and around uh, 1,800 calories a day to 2,000, which is low for me because of the amount of training that I do and how active I am. Um, but I do it purposely because I don't necessarily function um, great uh, when it comes to energy and productivity. I can feel quite sluggish when I'm eating a lot uh, or higher calories throughout the day, which is um, what I should be on. Um, but I actually then uh, save a lot of my calories for the weekend. Uh, one, because I'm doing my long runs at the weekend because I'm preparing for my week, uh, for my marathon at the minute. So it kind of accounts for a little bit of fueling for the long run and then afterwards uh, being able to refuel. But then also, secondly, the other reason is being able to enjoy myself and have a little bit more flexibility at the weekend because of my calorie intake throughout the week. So there's different ways that you can do this, okay? And you still can do this 
Um, it's easier to kind of have this approach when you are tracking calories, but you can still do this if you are disciplined enough to be able to go, right, this is where I need to be more nailed down with my good quality foods, the 80% of the intake, and then the 20% allows for that little bit of flexibility. So different ways that you can look at it. Number four, have a meal cut-off time. This is probably one of the most important ones because it's often related to the habit of eating more in the evening. I'm sure you can all relate. I've had it, I've, I, I still do it from time to time, but I have little strategies and things that I now have to help me with this. Um, but notoriously, when it's long, been a long day, long stressful day at work, you have more in the evening and it's often based through emotional eating. So you'll go into that snack drawer, you'll uh, raid that, you'll have more calories in the evening because of the comfort and the kind of wanting to de-stress and it's like your release almost. And sometimes you can literally just build up that habit and you don't even realise the amount of food that you're consuming after the kind of your last meal and you're going in and grabbing a couple of biscuits here, um, you know, chocolate bars, crisps, whatever, just to kind of almost, you know, build the habit and just satisfy yourself with what it is. And that's where the real damage can be done. Like it might not seem anything in your mind. You'd be like, yeah, it's just a couple of biscuits, this, this. And look, I hold my hands up. I struggle with, struggle with this from time to time. But this is where the real damage can be done. And if you say to yourself, and this is where it's just the discipline comes in. If you say to yourself, you know, nine o'clock, half nine, eight, half eight, whatever it is, have that as almost like your cutoff time and go, right, no more food. Like have enough food up until that point to satisfy you. And that's where obviously what we've already spoken about and then uh, free above um, can really help. Uh, but have that kind of um, ruling in place of going, right, no more. Like have that time where it's like, that's it. You say to yourself and you commit to that saying, right, no more uh, after whatever time it is, what's going to be convenient. Because again, when you're sat watching the TV, watching Netflix in the evening, like sometimes... You just want to comfort, you just want to be able to um, you know, have that snack or whatever it is. And that's absolutely fine as long as it's controlled and as long as it's kind of equated for for your overall intake. But a lot of the time it's not. It's like throughout the day you've been um, consuming and then these calories at the end are just very much an add-on to um, you know the calories for the day. So um, yeah, having a cut off time can be really, really powerful because again, it just creates that discipline to be like, right, um, you know, have that have that time where you know there's no more uh, food going in, and if you can be consistent with that, again, it'll be really really helpful. And then the final one, number five, pretty boring one, but so so important, and that is make a plan. Make a plan when it comes to nutrition, and these can this can be done in so many different ways. What we get a lot of the guys to do in the program is to when it comes to the evening meals in particular is to sit down with the family and go, right, what are uh, we having for our evening meals, our family meals across the week? So this is what me and my wife do on a Sunday evening. We've got a calendar in the kitchen, a family calendar, and one of the columns is our meals. Sometimes we'll set out the meals and know what we're having each and every day, Monday to Friday. Sometimes if we don't really know, we'll literally just list out the protein source that we're going to use. So we're gonna say like on Monday, we're gonna use chicken. On um, Tuesday, we're gonna use mince, let's say. Um, on uh, Wednesday, we're gonna use chicken sausages, whatever it is. And we just list that out. And then when we get to the day, we already know what protein source we're gonna use. And then we just add in whatever else we're going to use with that. So sometimes we do it with this specific meal. Sometimes um, we'll do it based off that. But it's so, so important to do this, okay? Yes, Philip, you can watch this back, but it's also available on the podcast, uh, the Unbreakable Dad podcast. Um, it'll be on there to listen to as well, mate. Um, 
So, um, where was I? Yeah, so having a plan, okay? Because in the evening, especially after a long day at work, if you don't know necessarily, I'm, I'm sure we've all, all relate to this, you sort the kids out, you've had a long stressful day at work, then you're kind of rushing around, you're sorting the kids out, uh, getting them to bed, and then you're like, oh, what am I gonna have? And then straight away, it's like, well, quick, easy convenience, let's get a takeaway. And if this is what I said um, on the last session, take the decision-making away. If the decision's already been made and there's a plan in place, you're less likely to go with the easy option of you know getting a Domino's in or whatever it is, and having that plan there to just go, yep, yeah, that's what we're having, and then it's just, you don't even have to think about it. You just prepare it, or you prepare it, uh, pre-prepare it, whatever it is. I mean, if you've got a slow cooker or a um, an air fryer, which I have, literally just over there, um, they're absolute game changers. They save so much time. You can even have your um, you even the meal cooking throughout the day in the slow cooker or the air fryer. It takes like so much um, so much less time. There's so many different things and tools that you can use now when it comes to the evening. But my point here is make a plan. Make a plan as a family, um, and you know stick to that together. The other things to look at is when you're throughout the day look at the go-to meals that you have. So for me, as an example, I have pretty much the same breakfast every single day. Call me boring, call it um, you know, not very interesting, but it works and I like the breakfast that I have, so I don't really deviate from that. And when it comes to my lunches, I'm busy in the day, I've got lots going on, I only have like a set amount of time to come down and work at home and um, you know, make my lunch. I don't need to do anything fantastic and crazy. I literally have like two or three options that I have and that's it, that's all I go to. And I have the similar sort of things, similar sort of um, meals in the day and for me, they say like variety is important when it comes to nutrition and getting different things in. And like, yes, okay. But for me personally, it's about convenience. It's about making things quick and easy. So having go-to meals, which you know, like the back of hand, how to how to uh, make up, or um, you know exactly kind of the um, the, the intake that it is uh, without having to track it. And this is why I don't have to track calories all the time because I have similar sort of foods, and it'll be just me doing it consistently anyway because I'm having the same sort of things, I already know what the intake is, and that's the beauty of doing this, is if you can have go-to meals and just like the similar sort of meals that you go to with your breakfast, your lunch, and then your, your evening meals, are, my evening meals are always a little bit more varied, but again, I'd say across, like, across um, the space of two weeks, we're probably having maybe eight different variations of meals, so it's even then not a huge amount, and they're all very, very similar anyway. So it's about just looking at convenience. Convenience is the most important thing. If you can have you know, two or three go-to meals for your lunch, um, similar sort of breakfast each and every day, it's gonna make your life so much easier. And again, it just takes the thinking away. Like I don't have to sit and think, oh, what am I gonna have for breakfast today? Or what am I gonna have for lunch today? I literally just come down and I'm like, right, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this, boom. And it also is great when it comes to food shopping because I don't have to buy loads in. I just buy the things that I have majority of the time and then I just have more of them. So, you know, I'm not saying this is the way that everyone now has to do it, but I'm saying from a convenience point of view, from a time-saving point of view, from a um, you know simplicity point of view, there's so many benefits to making a plan and just having go-to meals because again, taking the decision making away as much as possible is going to be key. So team, I hope that's been helpful and I'd love to hear off the back of this, which of these that you feel like you're going to implement. I think you know, for the majority of people, you can implement all five of them. Just to recap, number one, set meal times 
that you can have with your, each, each of your main meals to condition your body, stabilize them hunger levels. Um, and um, again, just from a routine and structure point of view, make it much more simple. Number two, protein and filler foods. Protein, consuming some sort of uh, some sort of protein with each and every of your main meals, and then increasing your overall food volume uh, with filler foods, good quality veg, your uh, your fruits, you know, simple things that are lower in calories, which will fill you up for longer. Number three. 80-20 principle across the week. 80% good quality nutrition, single ingredient foods with good sources of fats, carbs, and proteins. Um, and then 20% allowing for that flexibility again across the week. Number four, have a meal cut-off time. So time that you go, right, that's enough is enough. So we're not kind of diving in and snacking on the go. Um, and in the evening where we're kind of stressed and we've got um, you know comfort food like flying about. And then thirdly, like I just said, make a plan. Have a plan for the evening meals with the family and then have go-to meals for your day to make it quick and easy. And like I said, in the middle of this live, if you would like me to go through the nutrition audit with you, as I've explained, uh, to give you complete clarity of where you feel, where where uh, you should be and where your, your focus should be when it comes to nutrition, just drop me a message with the word audit. Same for if you're listening back on the podcast, just drop me a message on, on, on Facebook and Instagram with the word audit. And um, yeah, I'll take you through that. So it just helps you again, create a little bit more clarity when it comes to your nutrition nutrition choices team thank you so much for watching i appreciate your time if you have any questions off the back of this please do let me know and uh, hopefully like i say five things simple things that you can just start to implement uh, straight away and make a difference when it comes to taking control of your nutrition but without having the stress of uh, counting them calories so uh, any questions give me a shout have a fantastic rest of your evening and i'll speak to you all very soon